Hallelujah. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring to you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward man. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the peace that we have, no longer enmity between God and man. Lord, thank you for the peace that's in Christ Jesus. And thank you for all of the things that you've brought to us. An undeserving bunch we are. But you, Lord, are love. So, Lord, I pray that this day you'll be glorified in this body, among this this body of believers. In this moment, Lord, Holy Spirit, you'll take control and take charge. You will be glorified. Be glorified. And let us take something away today, Lord, that makes this Christmas different than any other Christmas that we've experienced. Father, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Now, I, I, I struggle because it's really hard for me. I, uh, I, it's not a typical Christmas message, I don't think. And so, I, hallelujah. I'm just going to give this to God. Amen? Hallelujah. So, my brothers and sisters, I thank you. I appreciate you all being here, and I thank you, and, and I pray for those who are having to travel, those who can't be with us, and of course, our, our dear sister Catherine. I hope she's listening, but if she's not, I'll forgive her. <laughs> um, but I just did want to take a, a, a message, if you'll, uh, a moment, I, I should say, if you just forgive me and give me this um, little moment here. I just want to remind you all of these prayer cards that we are bring that we have brought back. They're at the the boxes, the offering boxes, and they're at the back counter. I really want to encourage you, whether you're visiting or whether you're regular, and if you have any prayer requests at all, put them on the card. And you, it might be not, not be for you. It might be for someone else. I wish you would put that on the card, put it in the box, because on Wednesdays we're devoting more time. We still have our, our Bible study and, and our adult Bible study, but we also uh, are devoting more time to prayer, and I think that we should. And, and I hope that you will uh, join us in our devotion. Now, this coming Wednesday, I don't know if Terry had a chance to mention it. Uh, this coming Wednesday we'll be getting ready. He did mention it. Well, thank you, Terry. But there will be a short devotion, and there still will be prayer. And we will have, be prepared for our homeless ministry as well. But I want to encourage you, and I want you to understand that it's so important for a body of believers like us, whether there be many or whether there be few, that we are together to pray. Praying is one of the most important things we do. It's one of the most powerful things we do. As an individual, you, you need to pray. As a group, we need to pray. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's one of the things, my brothers and sisters, I think even at the end of this message we'll see is so vitally important that we do. Um, it... It doesn't become, I don't want it to become something that's habitual to the extent that you just pray like when we pray for a meal, we say the same things over and over again. And, and I, I, man, we need to be taking our prayer life so seriously and understand what it means and how powerful it actually is and what a tool it is Amen. for us in this cruel, cold, lost and dying world. I also wanted to make mention of the fact that I'm so happy that um, we have folks in the church now after Michelle and I being in, in this ministry for 20 plus years and having you know Rachel and, and our family close to us that have been by us all these years doing things and helping out and all that but we have more people now that are doing more things and helping this congregation and I really do appreciate it. I want to take this moment to appreciate it while we did have our appreciation last Sunday I, I still want to make mention and even this week uh, we're getting closer to having a monitor on the back wall because of some of the folks that uh, donated their time and worked hard. And we now have electricity on the back wall. Soon we'll have the, uh, I guess, the HDMI cable, and we'll be able to, the singers will actually be able to see words on the back wall. Amen? Amen. My brothers and sisters, that may seem trivial at this point, but you don't know after all of these years of doing this how much it means to Michelle and I, and certainly I think also to our family members 
who have always had the burden of having to do things or get things done, and if you don't do it, it doesn't get done. I'm so happy and so encouraged that we have so many of you who care enough about the ministry of the Lord and um, have called this place your home, and we're doing ministry together. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, so now, the message. Hallelujah. We're going to begin in Titus. In Titus chapter 2, beginning verse 11, it says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. My brothers and sisters, um, I I hope... um, I, I, I really, I'm just about to explode here, I, I, I think you could tell, uh, but there, it, it's, we're living in such a time, uh, uh, this is so important a time on God's timeline, and God has chosen you and me and we to be alive in this time. Amen? Amen? Amen. <clears throat> but look, it appeared to all men in the person of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen? Teaching us that denying ungodliness were unless we should live soberly, righteously in this present age. He says, well, this was said almost 2,000 years ago. Yeah, but he's talking about this present age. He's talking about the age that we're living in. Amen? Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that we might re- he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. So, brothers and sisters, Normally, so, so what's normal is that we have, this, we have this, this consciousness. It's been revealed to us that you know, we can um, escape this, this world, that we could, uh, the worldly lusts and, and the sin has, has no, no dominion over us anymore. It's been given to us, something, a revelation has been given to us, knowledge has been given to us, it's been revealed to us by Jesus Christ, amen, in this present age. And we also know that there's a blessed hope that as we're living in this present age, there's something that's still to come. He's coming back. Amen? Amen? But there's a definitive... In me, for me, when I look at this, there's something that's, that's defining me as a believer. Something's been revealed to me. Denying ungodliness, worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly. That should be normal for us. Shouldn't it? I'm old enough <laughs> to remember some things that, that morality and, and some of the virtues that used to be part of the culture. Does anybody know what the golden rule is? Holler it out. What's the golden rule? That's right. Do unto others. Treat others. Tony language. I mean, treat others like you want to be treated, right? That's scriptural. That wasn't just made up by some human philosopher. Jesus preached that. He taught that in Matthew chapter 7. And he said, that's all the prophets. That's, that's it. If you can do that, you've got all of the basic understanding of the law. He said that in Matthew chapter 7. I think it's verse 12. But my brothers and sisters, you, you look at that, uh, my brothers and sisters, and, and where is that? That used to be pretty normal in the culture, wasn't it? Amen. Not anymore. Not anymore. Look at Timothy with me. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Everything that you see here today you're going to be familiar with, but let's say that uh, the Lord ties a bow around it. It's a nice Christmas present for you to enjoy. 2 Timothy chapter 3 beginning verse 1. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Is it ringing a bell? Yeah, we're in the latter times. This is now this is the new normal. This is the new normal. Don't get mad at me. This is the new normal. And I'm not talking about just the United States. That's the human condition. Hallelujah. See, there's no more normal. There's no more. It's all my brothers and sisters. Could you put up that uh I want to put up that uh, that that. I, you know, I, this this this. I I was looking for uh, presents for my grandkids and some some people, and I'm so I'm looking at hoodies and shirts and all this other stuff. And I saw this on many many uh, uh, shirts. Especially if you're looking for anything Christian, and and this normal isn't coming back. 
Jesus is. Amen. I, and, it, and I said, man, that, that's so true. Because I'm thinking so many times, and I, I think that there's so many people in this room that uh, I, I happen to, you know, Steve and I work together. I have another gentleman that's not here, uh, but I've been with him for years. His name is Jimmy. Matter of fact, this LJ's uh, father, you, you, you know, yeah, but his dad. So his dad and I worked together for years. See, I remember Jimmy in there when, you know, he was just, you know, really young and I, you know, we had our ends up. But anyway, long story short, I, me and Jimmy and, and sometimes Steve, I mean, sometimes we're, 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 we've been together, we've worked in so many years together and we've seen so many folks come in and out of our operation of what we do over there on the property. And inevitably, we, we shake our heads and look at each other and say, are you kidding me? This is what's real right now. This is what's normal right now. And I'm longing for the day that that will change. And guess what? It's not going to. This is normal. This is the new normal. Normal isn't coming back. The thing that... Hey, I can't tell you the, the, the amount of times where Michelle and I go out... And it just happened yesterday. You know, we're, we're, this, this season is so busy, as you know. Michelle and I are running back and forth. And then well, we're going to stop someplace, get something to eat. And inevitably, I always am disappointed because, number one, I'm paying so much money for food that is not really that good, to be honest with you. And I don't want to, I won't mess in restaurants. I don't want to defame anybody. But my, my problem is, you know, inevitably, you go to a place and the people that are there act like they don't care if you're there or not. I see a lot of you shaking your head and all that. They act like they don't, get, you know, I mean, if you come, great. If you don't come, I mean, it literally was that way. And, I'm, and I know what, I just paid for that food and I'm sitting there waiting for it to come out. And my brothers and sisters, the place was filthy. Yeah. The people that were supposed to be serving were just, don't care whether you're there or not. Don't, my brothers and sisters, I remember a day when they used to act like they cared when you were there. Where they actually were glad that someone was patronizing their place of business. Come on! See, you remember, but that's not normal anymore. And I want to tell you something. If I ever owned a business like that, I'd slay everybody. No, I'm serious. That, why do you think Chick-fil-A does so well? And you know what's happening now? They're trying to eliminate them in New York, or they're trying to make them open on Sunday. Oh, yeah. You see, why? Why? What, what does that have to do with anything? Because there's no such thing anymore as any kind of respect for virtue, any kind of... I remember when, that when I was young, there were no liquor stores open on Sunday. I remember when there was hardly anything open on Sunday. Anybody else remember that? I know some of you are shaking your head yes because you're almost as old as I am. But you, do you understand that? But what happened? What changed? What changed? Right? You, do you understand? Do you see where this... See, that, that normal is not... That, that should be normal. Well, why? Because you say so, Tony? No. Because he said so. Oh, he said that there should be no places open on Sunday? No, no but what he says is that you should honor that day. That's what he said. There should be honor. Oh, he said that every person that waits on you should be happy and... Yeah, he said it. He said, do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. So I guess you don't care if you spend a lot of money and you get poor service. Then you must have it to burn. Do, do, do you understand? Am I kind of... Are, are you with me here? My brothers and sisters, normal ain't coming back. That's gone. It's in the rearview mirror. But Jesus is. Jesus is coming back. Part of our problem is this. I'm going to read it to you. You don't just mark it down. You'll see it later. There's, there's issues. And you all know it, so I'm just bringing it to your attention scripturally so you don't think Tony's making up any, anything according to my own heart. In 1 Timothy 4.1, it says this. The Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. So this is speaking to, look at the faith. That's talking about the faith of Jesus Christ. That's talking about true Christianity. 
and because people will depart from the faith. That's why there's no virtue in the culture anymore. When you take the faith out of the culture, when you take the faith out of people, when people are no longer, listen, adhering to the faith, you're left with this void. This void actually is never void. It's always filled by the anti. Amen? Okay, but now I'm going to give you more. And please bear with me as I read from Romans, because this, this says it all. This is so blatantly true and in our face. So I'm going to read uh, uh, Romans' first chapter. I'm going to start in verse 20. 120. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes, God's, are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and in their foolish hearts they were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and birds, and four-footed animals, and creeping things." Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie. That's everything. And worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. My brothers and sisters, you read that whole chapter. It gives an explanation and it tells you exactly where we are. It, it speaks to how bad it actually gets. And the whole, the bottom line is it's because we are suffering because the truth was traded for a lie. The truth was traded for a lie. And because that, it just totally zonked everything. There will be no more. That, that allowed all of that to come into and be alive in this current age that we're living in now. And it's not getting better, it's getting worse. Why? Because again, people are still believing the lie rather than the truth. Amen? Amen? Okay, but see normal's not coming back. That, that's not coming back. But Jesus is. Amen. See, and my brothers and sisters, uh, Jesus told us in so many... We're celebrating this. I'm struggling. I've got to be honest with you. I am so... I'm struggling. Hallelujah. I want to explode right now. And it happens to me almost every Christmas. You know, I'm so glad that we do set aside some time, and even so, some people who may not be so born again or so serious about their walk with God, at least maybe, you know, I hope that this time of year something happens and something clicks. Right? But I watch, uh, there's, there's so many things that are being told and shown that basically want to cast doubt on the truth of this that it's just kind of philosophy, allegorical, and not real. Always. Even on TV, truths of the Bible, mysteries of the Bible, blah, blah, blah. You watch these TV shows, it's all geared toward giving you doubt about, you know, is this really God-breathed? Did this stuff actually happen? And it actually happened. So, did a virgin really give birth? Yes, she did. She did. And it was prophesied hundreds and hundreds of years before it actually happened. Amen. Well, when Isaiah said it, did he really mean virgin, like not having relations with a, a, a male, or did he actually mean a young girl? I don't care what he meant. What happened was a young girl who hadn't had relations with a man gave birth to the Savior. Amen. Come on. And everything, hundreds of prophecies about that Christ were hundreds of centuries, hundreds of years and centuries before it actually happened were given. And it happened just like they said it would happen. But yet there's still this unbelief of the truth, so much so that we can go ahead and even celebrate Christmas without understanding what a miracle and how big this actually is. And when we say peace on earth, goodwill toward men, do we actually understand that there was enmity between humans and God? And the peace that's now provided means that there's peace now between God and man? Is there peace on earth? They're fighting wars all over the place right now. No, that peace that passes understanding is a peace that we have because now we can live in communion with God who created us. Amen? 
And that truly is the reason for the season. Hallelujah. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy, but I'm conflicted and I want to explode. And at the same time, you know, we're creating memories with our kids and for our kids and, and, and we're enjoying some things and blah, blah, blah. But my brothers and sisters, I look back. I have memories. I, I, I could share memories with you from Christmas's past. And we're not talking about Scrooge. I'm talking about, I could share memories with you from childhood. I have such vivid memories of, of my, my, my father and my mother, uh, you know, buying stuff, making sure that we had what we, that, you know, that we were definitely surprised. Even though they didn't have a lot of money, we were always taken care of. And I just remember going to my mother and father's, back to my mother's house, from my grandmother's house, and, and going back and seeing those things that Santa left. But in fact, I knew later on, because I always found them before time. Uh, <laughs> but I knew, my brothers and sisters, that there were sacrifices made and that you know they were putting together presents that night, uh, toys and stuff. And in the morning, I knew I would, what I would get most of the time. And, you know, and I know I made my Christmas list. We weren't born again, but we believed in God. But we weren't born again. But I, but I have such vivid, such, such great memories. And I remember making Christmas lists and always putting the stuff that I didn't want on top so that when I was bad and they were getting crossed off, the stuff I wanted was saved. I had some grace. <laughs> but my brother said, so I have all of these great memories. Then I have great memories from when my kids, when my kids were young, and just them opening up presents and, and being so excited and so happy, and even more so now my grandkids. These are great things. But my brothers and sisters, these pay, these just absolutely pale in comparison. All of those memories and all of the things that I deemed as, as normal, and, and I'm going to continue. Like when we go home today, we're going to have fun with our family. And when listen, before this day is over, we will be singing happy birthday to Jesus with come on with Brinley and McKinley. Yeah, that's silly. That's stupid. I, I don't care. They're gonna, they're, we're going to do these little things. And, and Mitch and Rachel, and then I'm sure, right, Angela with Gio, and, and, and Anthony and Gio, we're, we're going to carry on this thing. Why? Because there's peace on earth because of Jesus. Because Jesus, Jesus God came into the world. Right? Hallelujah. And so I want, I want it to be known. And see, well, I want to have these these memories, and, and some of the memories are, it, it, again, it drives me crazy. Why? Because I have all of these memories of what should be normal. And I see what's going on right now, and I see what my grandkids have to live in now. Thank God He's coming back. He could come back at any time. He's coming back for real. Yeah, but Tony, I mean, really? A virgin gave birth. He died and he rose again? Now, oh, come on. You know, there's even now seminaries that are you know, checking that. They're even, so my brothers and sisters, if there's no truth in the culture that's, listen, being preached and taught and lived by the church, can normal come back? No, it can't, but Jesus will. Yeah, but you believe that, Tony? Oh, come on. Yeah, 14. John 14, 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Amen. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, you may, all, you may be also. Hallelujah. See, my brothers and sisters, He's coming back. And when He comes back, it's going to be for us, those of us who understand that that normal will not return and what we're experiencing now is not normal. It is not acceptable. Uh-oh. It's not. We know He's coming back. We know He's coming back. I know. For the Lord Himself shall descend. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 The Lord Himself shall descend from the heavens with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, the trumpet of God. The dead in Christ will rise first. Then which we were to our alive and remain shall be caught up together with them clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these sayings. Comfort one another. We should be comforted. Why, Why would we need comfort? Because we're living in the midst of this abnormal culture. Listen, I don't have to... Say you're not born again. If there's someone watching or listening, you're not 100% sold out to Christ yet. 
And to you, maybe some of this stuff, that well, I don't know what he's talking about. I mean, there, there's some bad things happening. This is how abnormal we are. Earlier this year, there was a, awards given for courageous woman. One of the recipients was a biological male. What? Think about this. We have women's sports, but there's men competing in women's sports because they say they are women. Okay, that's normal? Well, who are you, Tony, to say? Well, I don't have to. Their body gives them away. Their chromosomes give them away. I don't have to say anything. Their chromosomes give them away. I'm, I'm serious. So, so watch. Look at how far we have fallen. They're wanting to make sure that uh, out in Colorado now, they're introducing the gray wolves. Have anybody seen this original story now? They're, they're, they're introducing now gray wolves back into uh, their, their certain areas. Okay, or so whatever they are. And they're tagged and stuff. Do you know what that's going to do to the food supply? Okay, so they're so worried because this species was originally here and we got to make sure that, you know, they're thriving and there's a good wood wolf. And they already know, the farmers and ranchers already know that their livestock will be targeted and not just for eating. They, they slay them. They kill them without eating them. They just kill them. It's a fact. Think about that. So we're so worried we have to get that species introduced into this area where we know it's going to cause damage and harm, not only to those ranchers and their livelihoods, but ultimately to the food supply. But have no fear. The government will ensure that you can kill a human baby anytime you want. That's normal? See, you're real quiet. And some of you, I don't know, you wish you weren't here right now. This is a fact. This is where we are right now. And normal isn't coming back, but Jesus is. Amen. Hallelujah. Aren't you so glad that you came? Merry Christmas, everybody. 1 Corinthians 15. i got to give you Scripture because otherwise I'll bust a gut. Verse 50. Now I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. See, this is talking about the rapture of the church. There's just two reference points that I just gave you to tell you that if you believe that this is the Word of God, God has just told you that He's going to, one day at an appointed time, He's going to sound a trumpet, the angel's going to call you, and we're going to be lifted out of here. He's coming back. But He's also going to come back and set, you know, set foot on the earth. He's also going to come back before, there'll be another rapture during the tribulation. And he's going to take some, he's going to gather his people. Uh, the 144,000, I think it's in um, Revelation chapter 14. Anyway, let, let me just read Acts to you. Jesus gave final instructions. In, in Acts chapter 1, Jesus gave final instructions. This was just before he ascended. And he was giving final instructions to his apostles, his closest disciples. He said now in verse 9, Now he had said, spoken these things while, he, while they watched, he was taken up and, and a cloud received them out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, he went up. Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stare, stand gazing into heaven? The same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go to heaven. So what are they saying? He's going to come down in a cloud. He's leaving that way. He's coming back that way. Okay? So my brothers and sisters in Mark you can look at this one with me. Mark chapter 13, beginning verse 24. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars of heaven will fail, or fall, excuse me, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will stand, or he will send his angels and gather together his elect from the four winds from the farthest part 
of the earth to the farthest part of heaven. This is going to happen, I believe, during the Great Tribulation when he gathers the 144 who have been preaching during the Great Tribulation. I also know that because it says something is similar in Revelation chapter 14, in verse 14. And that's just before, my brothers and sisters, he's going to take some more of his people out of here during the Great Tribulation. Those 144,000 male virgin Jews who will be preaching the gospel, he's going to take them out of here, and then right after that, the, the bowls start being poured out. What's that? The wrath of God being poured out during the Great Tribulation. He's taking up all His people. And see, that's how I know that me and you, we're not going to be here. Why? He hasn't appointed us to wrath. So before the Great Tribulation, His people are gone. And before those bowls start being poured out, the bowls of His wrath, He's going to make sure that even those who He left behind to minister are going to be taken out. Jesus is coming back. He's coming back and we're going to meet Him in the, in the sky. He's coming back and then there's those who are going to be living during the Great Tribulation that turn to Him. He's going to meet them in the sky. But then He's going to come back. Revelation chapter 19. And we're coming with Him. And then He's coming back as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's with a robe that's been dipped in blood with the sword of the Spirit. My brothers and sisters, He's going to use His Word and He's going to put to rest all of those combatants that are enemies against the cause of Christ. Hallelujah. He's coming back. Normalism. Normalism. So, I'm, I'm, so what should we be doing in, ante, in anticipation? See, uh, I get caught up. I'm telling you, I get caught up. In, and especially, and I've so, said this dozens of times, and so I, I apologize for repeating myself, but at the same time, let it be known. You know, if it wasn't for my grandchildren and my children and for some of you, your children, I wouldn't really be too concerned about it because I, I'm ready. Call me. I'm going home. But I'm worried about what's going on right now because my children, my grandchildren, your children, our grandchildren have to live in the middle of all this. So, my brothers and sisters, what do I need to be doing in anticipation? Because I know normal ain't coming back. My children and my grandchildren are never going to see what I saw you know, 20 years ago, 40 years ago. It's not going to happen. They're not even going to see what we saw 10 years ago. My children are old enough, as a matter of fact, that they know the difference just in their short lives relative to mine. Amen? Amen. My grandchildren even you know, may know the difference, uh, but my brothers and sisters, my other grandchildren, the, my youngest grandchildren, Giovanni now, and, and you know, I, I, I just, I, I, my heart aches and breaks for them as for yours. Because that's not coming back, but he is. So what should I be doing in anticipation? That's the thing. See, my brothers and sisters, here, here's the thing. I, I, I like this. I know that the holidays are extremely busy. Extremely busy. Come on, can I get an amen from any women in here? Because I'm telling you, but I know Rachel's out, Rachel was cleaning her house. Just, my, my wife's been cooking, and, and she's still cooking even this morning, and she cooks for my staff, and we, you know, 30 guys, 30-something guys, whatever it is. You know, Steve gave the thumbs up. The food was pretty good. How about it, LJ? Thumbs up. So she's, she's cooking for everybody, cooks for the family and all this. And many of you do the same thing, shopping. I, I, I'll tell you, there's one thing that changed that's, that's the new normal that I kind of like on one hand, and that is Amazon. <laughs> See, I used to, the tradition used to be where when my kids were young, you know, I'd take Anthony and Rachel, we'd go and we shop for Mama always the last minute, but we'd go and shop. I had to wait for the last minute because if I got a bonus, that's what I was spending on Michelle. So if I got the bonus, it was going to be the last minute, and that's when I did my shopping, and Rachel and Anthony would come with me, and we'd go pick out some stuff for Mama and for wife. Amen? And so even now as they've been older, and even as, as recently as a few years back, I think uh, Addison and Eleni one time, they came with me, or maybe more than one time, came with me, and we shopped for Mimi. I got the bonus check. I'll say, let's go. We'll, we'll go shop for Mimi. That's a great tradition, right? Yeah. It's, that's, that's something that for us seems normal. It's a great tradition, and it's a good memory. Amen? So those things are great. They're cherished. I'm, I want to make those kind of memories. But now in anticipation for the Lord's return, I've got to make other memories for these kids. It can't be just about the commercialization of Christmas. It can't be about what we have. It can't be about you know, superficially serving the Lord. It's got to be He is the truth. He's coming back. And listen, my brothers and sisters, what should we be doing in anticipation of His return? I will tell you this, and I start to say, because of this holiday... There's so many of these things that we do in preparation for it, isn't there? 
man, the shopping is one thing. And now again, like I said, Amazon helped out. But on the other hand, I still had to go to the store and fight the crowd and get all frustrated because of you know people that are not so smart. But the, fa the fact of the matter is, my brothers and sisters, man, Michelle cleans the house. She's got to cook the meals. I know Rachel will go over there. The house will be spotless. So there's these things that you do in preparation. You're anticipating. Now, when we go home today, Michelle already has the table set. There's already, I had the instructions when she, she has to leave earlier than me. So when she leaves earlier than me, I've got the instructions. And it says, okay, you know, turn off the stove. At the, bah, bah, beep, bah, bah, and I'm, oh man, now I got the pressure on me because what happens if I don't do it? Did I do it? Now I'm thinking about, did I do it? <laughs> well, this pot, you got to do this and this, you got to do that. And I'm saying, oh no. Okay, my brothers and sisters, what are we doing in anticipation? We're doing all of these things on the human side, on this side of glory. Look at all of the things that we do in anticipation for stuff. Look at all of the things that we do. The table is set. The house is clean. We're anticipating people coming. So we're making the preparations. Read with me. I'm, I'm gonna, part of this will be up. Part of it won't. And Kason... Good, good job. I'm, I just tossed him a lot of bones here. In, in 2 Peter chapter 3, beginning verse 10, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which heavens will pass away with great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat, both the earth and the works that are in it, it will, in it will be burned up. Look at verse 11. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought we to be in holy conduct and godliness? looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Plain English, Tony language. Okay, if we know that all this stuff is going to happen, how should, be, how should we be walking? How, what should we think about our godliness? What should we be thinking about as far as, you know, what kind of effort should we be making uh, on the, uh, uh, as it relates to our conduct and our godliness? Knowing all this is going to happen, what should we be doing? Right? I mean, I, I just, I, I remember through my career, I mean, I've got uh, advanced warning that, you know, I, I, I could think specifically, uh, there was one time at the place, the property in Carolina that I was managing, you know, the, uh, the big boss, the big boss, the big guy, this guy, the, the corporation was worth $2.1 billion. This guy had $1.1 of it himself, and all the rest was minor partners. This guy was coming into town, and it's a culture, it's a, it's a Malaysian, but it's this Asian culture, and they, they really revere their higher-ups, and they called him Dr. Koo. He was a Christian, thank God. He was a Christian, and I just knew that they were saying, okay, and my director told me, Tony, Mr. Kett, I love him, the, the guy was a great guy, but Mr. Kett said, Tony, Dr. Koo's coming, he wants a tour of the property, the golf course, he wants to mark progress and all this other stuff, and man, it was, a, whew, I'm thinking, okay, I got to prepare for this, okay? Uh, you know, everything that I can possibly do or anything that the contractor, I got to make sure it's tied up. I also have to be prepared for the questions that he's going to be asking me. I know he's going to be asking me questions because our timeline was off. The people that were above me, not Dr. Kett, I mean Mr. Kett, but the people between me and Mr. Kett were lying to him and giving him false t timelines and everything else. And I was told to keep my mouth shut, but I was just wait. When they asked me directly, I told them directly. And so I know that Dr. Koo is going to ask me some questions. So i got to be prepared both physically and mentally. I didn't sleep a wink that night. There were a lot of prayers going up. God, I, I can't lie, and I don't want to get anybody in trouble. How do I do this? I literally could not sleep. And I'm asking God to... See, there's this preparation. He's not even God. He's just the guy that owns the company. But I've got to be prepared. I've got to... Come on. Are you feeling me right now? It was so intense. There was such an urgency. I couldn't sleep. My brothers and sisters, Jesus could split the sky before this message stops. It's that. Close. What are we doing? Now, I can tell you this. Jesus said He gave us these signs and he, he gave us those signs so that we would know it's getting close. Even though He told us, you'll never know exactly, but here's what you could know. When you see these things happening, get ready. It's, getting, it's fixing to happen. Amen? Amen? 
And so he said, watch and pray. So what should I be doing? Well, number one, I've got to make sure that I'm walking by the Spirit. I'm, my conduct is godly. I care about godly, godliness in my life. I care about walking upright before Him, in righteousness before Him. I need to continue to follow Christ, to be a disciple of Christ. And what that means to be a disciple of Christ is I live according to His discipline. Amen? Amen. That's what i got to do. And pray. 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 You know, remember in uh, Luke chapter 18, Jesus was uh, teaching and he taught by parable. Remember there was the unjust judge and the woman that would not leave him alone. She wanted justice and she kept going before the judge and badgering him and badgering him and badgering him. So he said within himself, listen, I, I better let, I, I'm going to give this woman what she wants so she just leaves me alone. Right? Jesus said, look at what this unjust judge judge did, what about your heavenly father? How he feels about you. And then what he said, I think it was in verse 8, he says, will the son of man find faith upon the earth when he returns? What, is he, what, what does that mean? He's saying, do you have that kind of zisboomba, where you're not going to sit there, pray once, let it go. You're going before God because you know that Him and Him alone can serve you justice. You know that Him and Him alone is the one who can make it happen for your kids. Come on! Will the Son of Man find that kind of faith upon the earth when He returns? He said that. Will I find faith upon the earth when I return? He said it, listen, in context with that. So what does that mean? Pray. Pray with an urgency. Pray because there's a purpose. You have a need. You have. Listen, my brothers and sisters, I, I, these prayer cards are so important. And if I, I'm very disappointed that we didn't have any this past week. Why am I disappointed? Watch and pray. And my brothers and sisters, you know that when we pray corporately, something happens. And there are testimonies in this room where we have prayed and things have happened. Amen. Amen? That's an awesome thing. Not because Tony, not because Jody, not because Michelle, not because of Mitch or Ray. It's, 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 no, it's us. It's we together. Amen? Amen? Together. The, listen, one could put a thousand of light to ten thousand. Our power increases exponentially. If you don't know what that means, go back to your old... Uh, math books. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, this is important. Pray. Are we praying? And when we do pray, do we actually believe? Hallelujah. Let's go to 2 Corinthians now. I'm, I'm not trying to pepper you with scriptures, but I want you to have this back up. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and those of us who have been studying together, and we've been hovering over this first part of this scripture now for a little while. This is important. In verse 18, Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. See, remember, remember where we've been. Remember, we've been hovering over this. Now, every, this, know what this means? This means that God is part of all areas of my life. All things are of God. Every area of my life, God is involved with. Is that true? See, I, got, I want to make sure. I want to, I want to investigate. I want to, I want to do in, introspection. Is God truly involved with every area of my life? Come on. Because He should be. And look at what it says. He's given us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, some would say, well, that's Paul speaking about him and his band. Now, let's continue. Verse 19 says, That is, that God was in Christ, reconciled the world to Himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God, for He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteous of God in Him. My brothers and sisters, you, you well, see there that Paul, he's talking about him, the ministry that he had as an apostle, and those people that traveled with him. That's what he's referring to. No, my brothers and sisters, there's no Paul here right now. There's no Paul in your house. None of him. Listen, Titus isn't in your house. Timothy's not in your house. Luke is not in your house. Come on, you know what I'm saying? You're in your house. So you've been given that ministry of reconciliation. 
Paul is not going, when you go to work tomorrow or Tuesday, Paul is not going to be there punching a card. But you will be. You will be. What are we doing in anticipation of Jesus coming back at any time? Because normally, but Jesus is. Amen? Amen. Amen. See, I've got more, but I'll, I, I, I'm going to go here. Remember not too long ago we were studying and we talked about Exodus where the, the, the unleavened bread. Remember there was a feast of the unleavened bread before the Passover, right? And what they had to do, they couldn't eat leavened bread. In fact, they had to get all the leaven out of their house. I, I, that uncleanness, that represents any uncleanness, right? Sin or whatever. My brothers and sisters, that stymies us. I'm not saying, man, we're all in sin and blah, blah, blah. No, but my brothers and sisters, we need to make sure, we need to make sure that we're clean. Our house is clean. You know, and you know, it really uh, haunted me over the last little while, and especially because I've got so many people that, um, that we're helping or people that will come to me for help, and inevitably there's always some who no matter what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to help them. And I say, I'm going to help you. I'm, I'm not, but you need to try some things. You need to do some things differently. And my brothers and sisters, inevitably, they, they want the help, but they don't want to do anything different. Yeah. Yeah. Tony, what does that have to do? My brothers and sisters, what are we doing differently? What are we doing in anticipation for Jesus? Would you be doing anything different right now if you weren't born again? And if the answer to that is no, you got a problem. Well, because that means that you think you're good anyway. My brothers and sisters, no. I know this. Listen. I have to search the Scriptures. I have to have Holy Spirit in me. I have to make sure that I'm not carrying, I don't have any of this leaven hidden anywhere in my house. Come on, are you with me? Come on. What, what do I need to do differently? Because He's coming. See, my brothers and sisters, if you knew that Jesus was coming today, and you knew, what would you do different? What would you do different? If you knew that He was coming today, what would you do different? Merry Christmas. <laughs> no, do, do, are, are you feeling me? So, so look, what do we... Because my brothers and sisters, normal's not coming back. Jesus says, most definitely, Jesus is. Amen? Amen. So now that I've made you happy <laughs> and I've preached this traditional Christmas message to you, now, my brothers and sisters, I hope that you hear with your heart, with your spirit. I hope that the Holy Spirit is really is, is, cleaning, is cleaning me out. Cleaning me out. Something needs to change. And for all of my, my legalistic brothers or sisters or whoever, I mean, some of those that criticize me for not being perfect, if you think you're perfect, I'll pray for you. My brothers and sisters, there's always something in here. There's God, Lord, help me to search out the leaven. Lord, help me to be clean. Lord, help me in Jesus' name, by the blood, by the Spirit. I want to be clean. Amen? How about you? Hallelujah. Listen, I, 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 we're going to have communion. And just in a moment, um, Anthony will start to play something and give you a few minutes. And this is an opportunity, my brothers and sisters. Listen, this is an opportunity. Search me, O oh Lord. Search me. And some of those things I know that I'm struggling with. Lord, I want to, and, and it's been a struggle. I want to give it to you right now. And this time, Lord, when I give it to you, I really, really, really don't want it coming back. And then you know what's going to happen? The enemy's going to bring it back like a flood. And you know what you're going to have to do? Be faithful one day. Be faithful one day. And then the next day, Lord, help me to be faithful this day. Make it two. Are you there? Are you there? Are you with me? Come on. Make it right with God.
Make it right with God. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. So, my brothers and my sisters, as you're doing this, Steve will hand out the elements. Um, I, I'm going to leave it up to you. If, you've not, if you're not born again, this is not going to mean anything to you. But I'm going to leave it up to you. I'm not your, your, your uh, cop. child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, 
And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom. To order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. That's why we celebrate Christmas. But my brothers and sisters, even the miracle of a virgin given birth and even the, the miracle of that in and of itself being foretold centuries before it happened would not have had the impact without that life that was led and that was lived after that. And then the death that was suffered. Again in Isaiah, we all like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was laid as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare this his generations? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He, he was put him to grief. You make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. That's speaking of Jesus seeing it after the fact. Because he's alive. And because he's coming back. Amen? My brothers and sisters, I, I want to again refer back to Corinthians. And when Paul was ministering to a church that was had its issues, cultural, he reminded them that when you take this communion, you're doing this remembering the death of our Lord. And my brothers and sisters, we have these references, not just because someone thought in 2,000 years ago that it would be good to really highlight the fact that this Jesus died and was crucified even though he was innocent and that we would make him our Savior. No, it was foretold centuries beforehand that we all like sheep have gone astray. His body was broken so that yours wouldn't be. Jesus, we thank you. We give you honor, glory, and praise. Take and eat. brothers and sisters, we've said it several times here and you don't need me to say it, you knew it even before. Without the shedding of blood, there can be re no remission of sin because the life is in the blood. Amen? Amen? But my brothers and sisters, even more so, there's power in this blood. Not just the power that we depend on, which we so desperately depend on and need to free us from our own sin, but also over the destruction and the destructive forces of the enemy. My brothers and sisters, the blood of that lamb on the doorposts and lentils coupled with that festival of the unleavened bread. My brothers and sisters, that blood, that blood, it, it took, it overwhelmed the power of death. My brothers and sisters, the blood of Christ in our lives overwhelms the power of the enemy. He has no power over you. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise. Not only, Lord, because we no longer suffer with the stain and the shame of sin because of your blood, but Lord, because there's so much power 
And it's not just what the forgiveness means, but everything that goes with it. All of the power that we have because of your blood, Jesus. It's your power in us, on us, and through us. And that's why we do this in memory of you. That's why this is called communion with you. Without you, we have nothing. Without your blood, we have no power. So we thank you, Lord, for shedding your blood, dying a death that we couldn't die. In your name, Jesus, hallelujah. Take and drink. Hallelujah. I want to. Can we? Can we take just a few minutes? Don't don't worry about those things. Just can we just take a few minutes? We're all together, and I think many of you in this room are like-minded and like-hearted, and you realize the, the the gravity. Bear with me. You realize the gravity of this moment. God is here. My brothers and sisters, what is it? I'm not talking about your... What is it that you're praying for? Is it your child? Is it, for, is, is it a new direction in life? What is it that you've been praying for? What is it that you're... Now is the moment. Now is the moment. Now. God is here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I don't take this moment lightly, and I know that there are many in this room and watching that don't take it lightly. So, Lord, please, carry with us. Holy Spirit, lead us, guide us. We're surrendered to you right now, Holy Spirit. Pray in us, through us. Lord, there's a yearning to be close to you, but we don't know how. Lord, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Show us the way. Lord, if it's just simply reading and simply praying, then so be it. Give us a hunger and a thirst to do those things like we've never had before. But Lord, please, help us to remove every bit of leaven that would separate us. Every bit. Lord, help us in the days ahead to be so cognizant of what you've ministered to us today, that we change. Something happens. Lord, we long for the supernatural, not to be showmen, but Lord, so that we may walk more purely. Help us, Jesus. Strengthen us with the power of your might, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Lord, we lift up these many things that we've petitioned you for. Some of us, Lord, maybe for years. Some of us maybe most recently. But Lord, we won't go to anybody else. There's no one else to go to, Lord. In this moment, we acknowledge fully, 100%, you are God. You are Lord of all things. There is nothing that exists that doesn't exist by you, for you, Lord, please, in Jesus' name. Help us. Help us. And Lord, I, there's a, I may be praying amiss. Lord, help me to have spiritual eyes that I may see really what it is that I should be praying for. Help me to go deeper, Lord. Let deep cry out to deep. Your will be done in our lives. In Jesus' name. Be glorified. If healing needs to come, Lord, let it be a healed body. If spiritual healing needs to come, Lord, then please bless us. Lord, if a a young person needs to be saved, we pray that you would put laborers in the path, that the Holy Spirit would knock on the door of the heart and they would be allowed to enter. There would be communion. There would be a supper that takes place, Lord. Save our children. 
protect our children. Hallelujah. 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 So Lord, as we take this time in this space, in this that we live in, this current age, and in these couple of days, as we acknowledge this Christmas, I pray, Lord, that this would be an opportunity for us to do those things that you've called us to do. Lord, give us wisdom. Give us knowledge and understanding that people that come into our path that don't know you will be introduced to you. And Lord, whether it be just to share love, just to have a good time in the Lord, we thank you for it. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Man, God bless you all. Have a great Christmas. Have a great Christmas. Have a great Christmas. Glory to God. Amen. Do we do we have a song to sing or anything? We could. Let's come on. Let's let's leave on a song. <laughs>